Welcome to the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast, hosted by myself, Sebastian Bates, and Timothy Fair Matthews. A podcast made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. We're launching our podcast with a series of raw but real interviews with some of the world's leading business mentors, industry experts, and entrepreneurs with incredible stories. Our goal is to inspire, educate, and entertain. So if it's your first time joining us, make sure you go back to episode one and don't miss a thing as you listen to incredible insights from our speakers. This is the Round Pegs Square Holes podcast. Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to the Round Peg Square Holes podcast, exclusively heard here first in the FTNX Academy. My name is Timothy Fair Matthews, and tonight we have Sebastian Gillicross Sunner, who is with us tonight to talk about a topic centered around explore a city in an authentic and original way. Sebastian's roots come from a mix of French and Spanish cultures, and he's lived in several different countries around the world. He's worked for a large corporation for the last 15 years and had the chance to be a business angel for the early stage companies in parallel. He's had the pleasure of visiting more than 60 plus countries. Uh, That's amazing. Uh, And an impressive array of iconic world monuments. Uh, Through his fascination of bringing people and their talents together, Sebastian has been bold enough to start a business this year during the pandemic, um, which I'm sure a lot of us are, you know, looking to do again or looking to collaborate with new ventures. So I think what he can share with us tonight is going to be incredibly valuable. Um, Just proving once again uh, from Sebastian's efforts here that people can reset and reinvent in the recession. Sebastian, thank you so much for... um, um, coming on uh, on National Day and giving us your time. Um, looking forward to uh, hearing all about your ventures this year. But first of all, how are you, mate? Very good. Good uh, evening, everyone. Good evening, Tim. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, I think it's a fantastic opportunity to be uh, with all of you tonight. No problem. No problem. So, guys, anyone who's just tuning in or if you're tuning in later on the um, the podcast, feel free to join the FTNX Academy Facebook group and pop a question in, tagging Sebastian in. He's going to be in the group and he'll be able to answer any questions that you have later on. Um, or if you're watching the live stream now, then please drop a question in the comments box below and we'll get to them a bit later. So, Sebastian, tell us a little bit about, I mean, 60 countries. I mean, that's uh, I mean, I wouldn't even know where to start about how... How 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 was what's been your I mean what's been your best country what 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 have you really enjoyed about that traveling experience so far sixty countries that's a lot. Now I now I guess uh, I won't say that you know one country is better than the other. Uh, I met different people in different places, and I believe for me a country is more about the uh, people DNA than just a, a destination or a, a city. Is more than the iconic monuments. It's really about the DNA of the people, and I won't be able to compare. But you know the sixty plus came one after the other, and then I realized that you basically have re- roughly 200 countries in the world. And 60 was already a lot, but it's only one third of the world. And I realized that in a lifetime, you won't be able to uh, visit all, all them all. It's quite sad, isn't it? I mean, anyone who's traveled quite a lot, you do realize how the world's small, but it also seems incredibly vast at the same time. You just, you just feel like you need to get around and see everything, but you just can't. Um, but 60 is a, 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 an amazing achievement so far. I mean, um, how have you managed to, I mean, how did you manage to find the time for something like that? I mean, that's an amazing achievement. Uh, I guess it uh, has been very easy for me. I've been in the corporate world for the last 15 years and I've been traveling around the world. And at the same time, in the holidays I had was about what was the next trip. So I've been visiting, you know, two, three, four countries a year, uh, depending on the years. Uh, some of them very close, some of them very, you know, far away. And I always ended up with the best experiences linked to the people. 
but it well, has been you know just normal for me to travel and i believe that you can travel across the street you don't have to go far especially now with COVID, we all realize that there is something to do around our houses yeah i can imagine you've not been traveling very much this year have you and not really uh just during the summer uh yeah. i had a a third child and we really wanted to go back to europe and make sure that the family could see the child but uh, except that it's been very very local ah. but still i mean there's it's it's i mean you must never get bored of it i mean so what other things are on your list you got you what these i mean what countries have you not gone to that's on your on your hit list so to speak look uh, we did uh, really more than 60 we have 200 so the list is quite long but uh you know i, I would say that the emerging market world is is very fascinating so it's much more about different areas. Uh, I believe these areas are changing every five years very fast, like a kind of a Dubai. If you come after two years, you would see them very different in terms of architecture, the way people are living, concepts. So that's very enriching. And it's all about discovering new places. And you know, before to go to a new city or a new country, I would make sure that we've got an octus there because I really want to connect with people. And as always been a challenge, you go to Google, you connect with your friends locally or your network and you ask the things to do. And I, don't get me wrong, it's nice to go to the Eiffel Tower and to visit the Burj Khalifa, but it's even better uh, to sit down on the table and being with a local chef and having a, a foe in Vietnam, uh, you know, in, in the middle of the jungle. And your test is just amazing and you won't be able to repeat that again because of the person, the location and the taste. So I would make sure before to go to the next plate that I've got a, an Octus set up there. Amazing. So before we get into the, the, the ins and outs of Octus and why you created it, I mean, tell us a bit about your journey um, to, you know, starting this business this year um, and what compelled you to do it. So, I mean, if you don't mind, give us a bit of background about yourself, kind of like what you did do and why you do what you do now. Okay. So I... You know, I, I believe that's true for everybody. We need to listen to what is around us. And I've been in the, as I said, the corporate world for 15 years. But at the same time, I was lucky enough to be in a group of 20 people where we've been business angel as early stage. So that means we were receiving deal flow of new companies. And as being early stage, the investments are between 10 and $50,000. And you would be helping people to reach their vision. And they are really early stage, so they're just working on the MVP, the minimum viable product, or they just launched and they have one or two years of existence, but they are trying to reach the next level. So if you like, I, I, I had you know one foot in the corporation and one foot into the business angel world. And you know, after some time, I realized that you know, why not trying to connect both of them and, and live the life of the roller coaster of an entrepreneur, but also having the base of... Uh, you know, a great corporate career. And it sounds, like, it, sounds like idea, which is, it sounds like the ideal mix, but I guess, was it quite hard to juggle the two or were you quite good at it? It was definitely 95% in our corporation. You work, you work, you work. It's a hard work. And the business angel was much more on the side. We had the group. We were working on emails and seeing some deal flow on a monthly basis. So this was really like having a, you know, a hobby. But that hobby was really interesting because you were meeting with people uh, showing you the future of the world, you know, what's going to happen in five years, because when they talk, it means that they, they need a phase of two, three years before to implement and operationally driving it. So they show you the world, the future. And I was, you know, very impressed always by these people, um, mm. not having too much and having a big vision and going through the roller coaster and, you know, so inspiring for me. That's fantastic. So, okay. So what, what made you then 
thought, right, I'm going to go into this full time. Uctus, I'm assuming, when did you actually when did you actually come up with the idea? So what actually let spark that idea first? How, do, how did how did you come up with the idea? I, it, it, it's mainly coming from the you know all the travels I did, and I've been lucky enough in some places, not as lucky in others. I've been googling a lot. I, I believe Google is all our best friends, but when it comes to meet people, it's quite difficult. And you know, even connecting with local people, uh, you know, in could be in Bangkok or that could be you know in Buenos Aires. Uh, it's nice, but they don't know all of it. Uh, it's very difficult to know your place. It's even like when you live in Dubai. What is the percentage of people who have really met local Emirates and had a chat with them, uh, had a breakfast or you know a coffee and and spent a couple of hours understanding the culture and and what's happening? Very difficult. You would find that percentage quite high. Uh, people mm. are not really connected to the local culture. So you know, putting that in a together made me thinking. You know, if I can't find it, and I think, you know, for people who are listening. Being an entrepreneur is trying to respond to something which could be a frustration for you. And, you know, I was frustrated not being able to find that on the marketplace. So I decided to uh, create that marketplace. And this was the beginning of Octus. This is how Octus was born. From my proper, if you like, experience traveling and not finding the right people to meet, to better understand the city I am in. So that's, um, that's an amazing little bit of advice there. So, like, I mean, obviously, there's many reasons why people do start a business, but a, a good one that you just pointed out is that you were frustrated with something yourself. You almost saw yourself as the target market and thought, this is something that I know I would want or need. Um, and I'm a, I'm a ta- I mean, th- there is nothing out there at the minute that does this sort of service. Is that right? No, correct. You, you would have different concepts around the world. I believe that we really do something different in regards of how we are putting those experiences together. Uh, what we do with Octus is really buy the people for the people. So we put people first. We believe the platform, the marketplace is a support to the local talents with passion and expertise to meet explorers. And the explorers, of course, are the residents or the travelers. So we are just a support to make sure that that connection can happen. And we put people first. So that's a big, big difference and a big thing for us. I see. So as, as someone who's worked uh, as a business angel for years anyway, what, what other reasons do you think people do start businesses? And what advice can you give to those that are maybe on the fence about starting something now, new, fresh, in 2020 or the end of 2020, going into the new decade? So what could you share there? Because obviously you've met a lot of entrepreneurs and new business owners in your time. So I'd love to kind of know what are the kind of trends that you know with what works, what doesn't work, what makes people tick, etc. I'd love to know. I definitely a lot of different profiles. You may have some profiles with people having 10, 20 years experiences and they know perfectly the market and they see there is, there is a demand which is not covered. So they will be leveraging their network and their experience to launch that new service or that new product and would be quite successful quickly because they already know that market for a long time. You also have people with a lot of passion and because something happened in their life, they're willing to support this and, you know, move forward. And this is most of the time more difficult, but the passion is there to support them into the growing path. So it's, it's all of the, I would say it depends on what your background is, but those are the two different, you know, big ones, the ones with experience and the one, you know, starting from scratch. But what is common between both is when you will, Speak about your project and for anybody, and I'm not sure who we have in front of us, but for anybody having a 
uh, a project or willing to be an entrepreneur, just please feel free to share it with everybody around you. Uh, I don't believe that somebody is going to steal your idea because everybody has the same idea, most probably in another city around the world. What's happening is the difference is going to happen in the way you execute. Uh, your specific DNA, your plus point, your strengths is coming from your operational execution, how you're linking the dots and how you move forward. So if you talk about this, you would have people coming back to you and say, and reflect on your project. Hey, this is great. You should pursue this and uh, by the way, this is not really sure. Have you, have you been thinking about this? So by talking to people, this is a way to get, you know, your project exposed to the reality before you launch it. And, and you get basically the same feedback mm. from your customers tomorrow. So feel free to share. It's all about the operational execution and the operational execution. Only you can do it your proper way. That's amazing. So, I mean, we've talked about this a lot. There's a lot of, um, you know, discussions going on at the minute, certainly in the group and, and on our podcast about people seeing data as the new currency for the 2020 decade, um, where, you know, the feedback and the, the real time market response that you can harness is almost invaluable. Um, and that's pretty much kind of like what you're saying here, isn't it? Like if you can, you, I think you just said it, like if you can, um, find a way to get people's comments and, and thoughts on the idea before you take it to market, that's going to really help, you know, speed up its success and, and, you know, maybe, f um, stop you making some really simple errors, um, that yeah. most entrepreneurs, I guess, go through. So yeah, that's, that's incredibly true. So like for, for yourself, did you do that? And did you have anything come back in terms of the concept of the idea that you take that you took and thought, okay, I need to look at this differently. What did you do there? Uh, so for, for my example, we've got a weekly session with uh, two friends. One is based in Panama and the other one is based in France. So you've got that, you know, if you like mm. three people being based in three different locations and uh, we call it the master G. And what's happening is that during one hour a week, we all come with our agenda. It's like a board meeting. We don't really belong to, you know, the, the companies but we come, we are talking about the successes that we can, the challenges and what our objectives are for next week. And, and I think that people should try to connect with some network around them or some friends and have that kind of a chat into a, an organized and structured way because it helps you uh, to move forward and have that kind of a feedback and move forward. That's one. But I would say number two, in terms of data, you're talking about this. Uh, you know, right now, when you talk to some entrepreneurs, you, you may have the feeling that 10 years down the road, we, thanks to the technology, we would be fitted with exactly what we require at the time we require. So where the value is going to be created and that value may come from, uh, you know, the people. And so there is that passion economy emerging now in the Silicon Valley. It's quite early stage, still new, but in a, in a world which is going straight into numbers, architectures and, uh, you know, artificial intelligence, the, the passion economy may be a way to create some new if you have value proposition down the road, because nobody can reflect and copy paste the DNA of a person. So that passion economy is very interesting from that perspective. So two different kind of way, ways to look at it. I, I, I do like what you said just now. And obviously earlier where you talked about not worrying too much about people stealing the idea because you yourself and the way you execute it is unique enough that it can't be taken. In a way, because I mean, it doesn't matter. I mean, there's lots of businesses, for example, that have yet to be created that will sometimes that will be, you know, very globally known soon. Um, 
that will be a complete replica of a service that exists already. Like take take Cafu, for example. I mean, it's not a new concept. I mean, it's just filling up your car at home, but the whole way it's been executed has just made it completely, you know, work since the last 12 to 24 months. And I know it's a relative new business, I guess. Um, yeah, so it's just, it's all down to the, to the feedback you get and the um and how you execute it which is so important um the accountability you mentioned i think is quite cool like so how would if someone's not a part of an accountability group at the minute like how 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 can you best suggest someone get started with that like would it would it be friends or family would it be is there a professional entity online that you can join like what would you recommend there i think that as long as you have people you know you rely on and could be professional background personal background and to an extent family and invite them to help you with your thinking and you know if they can be different from you even better because it would be helping you to see things differently you know we always say in the entrepreneur world that it's better to work as a group uh, because you know mm -hmm. you see more as a group than as a person so when you do those kind of exercises it, it, it's very interesting to see you know, how the reflection of another person who is not thinking your way, is not having your life, and having different objectives, and this is helping you uh, in less than an hour to, you know, get to the next level. Because on your own, you can't see that. So that the group dynamic, uh, dynamic you can't replace. And also, Just, like just try it once. Yeah. No, it's, it's so true. I mean, I mean, one thing I can openly put my own, uh, hand up and say is that you do get emotionally blinded sometimes by your own ideas and own business. There is, a, there is an emotional attachment to it. And sometimes you do need that raw feedback, that third, that third, per, the third party perspective to just say, look, this is not in line with why you started or, or you're doing this wrong. That maybe you would see just because you're just clouded by the by the day-to-day -day tasks. I mean, I think most entrepreneurs are in this, and I don't know about people watching, but I know one of the things I've struggled with in the past is certainly trying to remind myself, this is the big picture. This is what we need to be focused on. This is where we need to be driving. It's very easy to get caught up in the day-to-day. The -day. So yes, I mean, I can see accountability being a huge, a huge factor. Um, it, you know, uh, it reminds me that you know, when I started working as a, as a consultant, we, we met a customer and it was, you know, huge doing million and million dollars of business and it was growing 20% a year, year after year. Um, mm. In fact, he, he consulted us because he was losing money and it, what happened is that the more he was growing, the more money he was losing and, and he wasn't having a proper setup to make sure he was making enough money. Maybe the reason for growing that fast too, but, you know, the main point and the main issue was he was growing and not being profitable. And he did not realize because his field was not finance and background and running numbers. It was much more, you know, sales and marketing and pushing people to the next level. So this is why when you interact with other people, they may definitely show you something you don't see, which is going to be valuable. I see. You, you mentioned earlier that um, people kind of, you noticed the trends from all your years being a, a business angel, that people found businesses either on the experience that they have in the industry or they're passionate. Um, which one's more effective to be if you are or is both? I mean, what's the winning combination? Like, because I would arguably say that most entrepreneurs that I meet do have to have that passion. But is that true? I mean, what do you think? So what we learned, in fact, that experience came on board because we had the chance at that time to be um, young. And in France, business angels were not that well known. So we created the first group of young business angels in France, supported by five business angels having a lot of experience. 
So what we learned is that the business angels are looking at three things, uh, who you are, uh, number two is why you're different versus the competition which is happening on the marketplace and how you make money. So if this is why, you know, they, they call it the, the pitch level uh, in less than a minute. In, fa in fact, in less than 20 seconds, you should be able to convince somebody because you're going to tell them where you come from. Maybe you are a passionate person or maybe you're, you know, an expert person and you're going to tell them why you're different with that service and how you're going to make money. Uh, because you need to make money to move forward. If not, you're closing the business. So this is the three things we've been learning. Then what's happening is that as a business angel, and, and I'm talking about the guys having you know, the big tickets and, and the experience, is that they're willing just to connect with some project they like and try to help people to you know, develop that vision. So I think that the three points are valid, but overall, as an envelope, you're looking at which kind of vision you're trying to help. Yeah, no, that's so true. And, that, and that could be careful to deliver, you know, you home the right stuff. But that could be, you know, about traveling. That could be anything, it, as long as you share that vision. So for for yourself, like what? I mean, I guess uh, like looking at like vision being like a very important, you know, overall objective that most businesses you know have. Would you say like starting a company like you've just done now in a pandemic has helped you? see the bigger picture more clearer or is that something that it's just by sheer coincidence you've started this year or is there been a reason to why you started it this year the business the current situation is not why i started that business it's a matter of you know it was the right time to do it but to your point that we believe that this may not be the the, the best time i remember going to the airport and being in a taxi in 2009 and asking the you know driver taxi driver hey how are you today and, and the guy answered yeah all good cool and but this was a different answer versus what you normally get you know when you don't listen to the answer and i asked the guy but looks like you're so happy about you know today what, what's going on and the guy started telling me look in a world which is growing everybody is going to stay at the same stage and surfing on the wave you may be able to cross and go to another wave, but most probably everybody is on the same wave. When you've got a storm, um, you know, you may be able to jump on another wave because everybody is being redefined. And I guess this is what's happening now. So if you have an opportunity to build, it's easier during tough time, but at the same time, it's tougher because people are not maybe spending money, but to build up uh, a strong platform, people are willing to listen because they are not busy surfing on their wave. They need maybe to find new opportunities. They are keen to revisit and to re-challenge what they were doing. And you can get that attention when time might tough. So I think it's, it's, it's not about saying it's better when it's tough. Uh, what you should look at is, is it a good time or is it a bad time? And try to enjoy as much as you can versus the current conditions. So it, it's never a good time or a bad time to launch. It is a time. That's amazing. No, it's so true. I mean, I to prove it is even a, a positive time. I mean, you look at the companies that came from the last crash. I mean, you had Instagram, WhatsApp, like Uber, yeah. um, Pinterest. Like these are all huge companies that we all have as apps on our phones now. Before 2008, they didn't even exist. So yeah, I mean, it's true. But like, like you said, I, I love that. When the time, when you, when the time to start the business, the time to start the business. I think that's so true. And in a way, like and we've said this before. I mean, I, I always think um, having the coronavirus hit the way it's done. It's very much like how it's affected people. Um, if 
if if you're quite you know if you're in later life you've got pre-existing conditions you've got issues you're more susceptible to the virus so much like if you're in a company that's maybe not got its correct foundation in place it's not got the right assets and maybe you're not doing very well and this coronavirus shakes up the business to the point where you feel like you can't you know weather it then that's just accelerated potentially an issue that would happen eventually anyway and like you said it redefines okay i need to action a few things to make sure this business can weather it for the future or i need to mm -hmm. change my path and like you say get on another wave um so yeah i mean guys if anyone's watching and has got some you know queries around changing careers you know changing their business drop them in would love to hear your thoughts but yeah i mean i think that's um that's an amazing insight and i couldn't agree more with it um so for you like as you started yourself um this this year um and i wish you all the best um i'd love to know kind Thank of you. like what what immediate challenges have you faced um this year and what could you what what could you share with the group that you felt particularly difficult um or maybe you haven't maybe you've had a lot of successes but i mean how's it gone so far are you talking about the uh, current condition with covid and how the economy has been impacted or about launching you know a I new think, yeah, I, th I think i think in a way, yeah i mean like 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 for example let's talk about how virtual communication has skyrocketed and the ability to meet face to face and travel around hasn't um has that been a blessing or not you know first i think that you react as oh my god this is not good because you won't be able to meet the person or the people you're supposed to meet. And then you realize after six weeks that instead of doing one meeting in three hours, you can do three in three hours because you don't have to move. You can just be behind your, you know, Zoom or, you know, whatever you're using, Google, and, and set up a meeting quickly. So, you know, the way I look at things is there is always a good thing to take out of it. So mm. definitely time are tough. Uh, it's not easy. But there is always something to take away and because people are always having some needs. People are always looking for something new. Uh, it's all about listening. So try to listen as much as you can. And we are, you know, it's very difficult to listen. But um, I would say during that time is try to listen even more and reflect on what people, uh, colleagues, customers are telling you because they keep shouting. What have you found harder this year? Harder, definitely people are not willing to spend. That's for sure. You know, it's, you know, uh, a, a big challenge. And most probably also from a cash perspective, it's far much tighter than what it was. So I would say it's much more of financial, hard structure hitting the market. But when it comes to the opportunities to connect and to grow, definitely a lot of room. So it's much more about the short term challenges of, you know, cash. Mm -hmm. That is true. How how would you best advise to get around that kind of thing? Because I think we're all facing that in many industries. And to be fair, there's a lot of companies that are not um, doing bad at all. Some are thriving. So, you know, now yeah. we're in a market, we're now, now we're in a market, I mean, where, where people have almost tighter with what they spend their money on. Would you say, how can, how can we improve the way we do business ourselves? Like, do we have to increase the value more? Does our pitch need to be better? Like, what would you say would be the key things that we should be focusing on? Um, as entrepreneurs to ensure that we stay ahead of our competition? Yeah, I guess to me, the, the key, key word, and this may be around Master G, as we were talking about before, but listening and listening and listening is the, you know, and watching is the key winning strategy. Uh, if you look at the current pandemic, uh, delivery, delivering food is even, you know, more than booming. It's 
just amazing the growth they are having in that kind of an industry and all around the world. They were not expecting that much. So look what's working today uh, in your daily life. See how people are reacting. I guess people are embracing more and more technology because they have to. They find it you know, convenient. It's always the same thing on the marketplace. You've got the early adopters, 10, 20% of the people. You've got the followers, 70%. And we are in that phase of following in digital. So I think if you look at things today, try to look at digital um, in an aware or another and try to see what's thrilling. But keep listening to your customers. The answer is there. Mm. It's not about That's what you think. It's not about what you feel. It's about is there a market fit for what you're proposing? And if yes, how are you going to be addressing it? And once addressed, how is it different versus competition? And can you make money with it? And do you believe that you've got a role to play into that, you know, project? Mm. And if yes, mm. then go ahead, start tomorrow. It's amazing. I mean, it goes back to what you said that you're going to not be afraid of feedback. You've got to go ask and you've got to have those difficult conversations because if you don't, you're going to learn the hard way, right? You know, what's happening is that we believe it's, it's a tough decision. But if you go to people, and, and because of your ego, they keep telling you, hey, you know, what you're doing is nice, that's perfect, and I love it. And, you know, what's happening is that you're going to be hitting a wall down the road, three, six months, one year down the road. So, you know, you could, I'm just thinking now loudly as brainstorming, you, you could even do a kind of a dark masterji when you don't see people and you just listen to them because it, it's, when they say something which is not correct, it's not about you. Don't take it personally. Try to listen it for you know a better future of your project or your company or something you want to do personal. And don't don't take it personally. It, it's not about you. It's about trying to push it to the next level. But then it's again in communication, it's not always the same thing to you know say it in a way and receive it in another way and and get offended. But if, if you only have rosy pictures around you saying yes, 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 please try to seek for additional people to connect with you and give you some feedback because you must get some, you know, improvement feedback. I don't believe uh, in change. I believe in evolution. But when, when I'm talking to people, I, I'm, I'm telling them, okay, you're going to give me something which is good, but you're going to give me five things. I must improve. They're not bad. You know, it's, is they have to improve. I don't remember what Nelson Mandela said, but he said something like, uh, I learn or I succeed. Or I succeed. Mm. It's not about failing, it's about you learn. Mm -hmm. No, very true. No, I think it's amazing. I mean, like for us, F10 has completely evolved. You wouldn't recognize it 12 months ago, and I'm sure that's the same for many other people watching now. Um, so tell us a little bit about Octus, and let's go a little bit deeper about this, you know, bringing talent and cultures together. I'm very... It's a very interesting idea. It's something I've, I found incredibly you know, unique. And it's, guys, it's one of the reasons why I wanted Sebastian Young on the show because I thought it, what his idea was fantastic and the way he's been innovative. So walk us through a little bit um, about the brand and what it does. Um, so let's effectively, let's hear your pitch, mate. Let's, let's, let's put you to the test. What's going on? Okay. So, you know, I, I guess you understood where it came from, uh, from my frustration of traveling and not really finding the right people to meet with, to have a local experience and Octus was born. So wh why the name Octus? Octus comes from octopus and this animal is amazing. He can cut one of its legs to move forward. When he's in a situation, he feels there is a danger. And I believe that if you don't feel good today, 
if you're having challenges with the way you do your work, uh, if you're struggling, you know, try to reflect and think about what you're really willing to do. And there is never a good time because, you know, you want to do sport or because you're going to wait for the crisis to finish or, you know, whatever. Feel, listen to the people around you and think about what you like, what you love and, and try to put it together. You know, you, you, you have all those friends and family coming around you and say, hey, you're really good at this. You know, you keep organizing our weekends or, you know, you keep doing this for us or, you know, whatever. You, you, if you listen, you always have, you know, some people around you telling you what you're doing well. So I believe in that octopus philosophy. Try to move forward and do what you're made for. Don't try to do something different. Maradona, I was discussing with him before, uh, you know, was very good with his left foot. And he had two trainers. One told him, we're going to ride the, we're going to be working the right foot, which was okay. And then you got the second one who told him, we're going to be making your left foot even, you know, better. So work on your skills. This is basically the, the takeaway. And Optus was born uh, from my frustration. And why? Because I believe in a talent, in a city, you've got a lot of talents uh, with expertise and passion. You name them. Uh, that could be an Emirati, but that could be, you know, anybody from any nationality. We've got more than 170 nationalities in Dubai. I was, I was in that restaurant eating fish around the Niraki barbecue. I found it amazing. I didn't know it was existing and I've been there for a long time. So it's all about, you know, push and promote the people having that expertise and passion on the platform. So as explorers, being a resident, I want to do something with my kids. I want to do something with my friends or some relatives coming home. Uh, or as a traveler, I'm coming to Dubai for five days. Then let's find experience. I believe that if you look at Dubai, being a resident or a traveler, you come to Dubai, you sleep in Dubai, you go to Bush Khalifa, and then you end up with Octus, where you're going to be meeting people. And that could be, you know, once a week, once a month, but you're going to be understanding what's behind the iconic monuments in Dubai. And that's all about the platform. The platform is just a tool for the talents to register free of charge and propose their skills and passion and to try them out. And basically it's free of charge. So if you have an idea, you're an entrepreneur or you've not even started and you would like to try to see if there is some demand, I would say in, in a way, Octus could be, you know, a good stage to try because you can go to DED uh, get a, a license in less than two minutes with your Emirates ID for a, a very cheap cost. That would be $300 a year, roughly, I think. And you can start. So you can be an entrepreneur. At that time, in 24 hours uh, tomorrow, you can be an entrepreneur having your license, but having a profile on Noctus and see if there is some demand on the market. And all of this, just the cost of a DED you know, license. So this is what we propose. Local talents, meeting explorers. Really, really awesome. It's going to be, um, I think it's going to be, it's, in a way, I think the only thing that comes to mind is something similar as I guess like a TripAdvisor, but the TripAdvisor kind of works in a way where it kind of promotes more the things that are either paid or advertised to be at the top or what people do the most. And sometimes I think, like you say, you want to not just go to the touristy places. You just don't want to just go to the Burj Khalifa and just look at the fountains. You don't want to go on that desert bash and then just, you know, nip to JBR. You want to actually meet genuine people, have genuine experiences and look for the niche. And, and it's very hard to find that at the minute, isn't it? So I guess that's where this would come into play. It would kind of integrate the, the personalities a lot easier. Is that right? Yeah, I, I believe that, you know, going to the Dubai Mall and the dune bashing and, all these things will still happen. It's part of the DNA of the city. 
I call them the, the skeleton of you know the city. But what about the muscles? And the muscles is about the people. This is mm. how the cities are developing, making them unique every day. And I, what we want to do is make these people shining. And if you go to the platform, you, of course, you would see a, an Emirati and, you know, to have a, a, a local breakfast with them on a, on a weekend for 90 minutes and share the local culture, sit with them. That's nice. Perfect. But you could also, I'm, I'm thinking about this guy. He's a crazy guy. Uh, Massimo is an Italian. He's been in Dubai for 10 years. He's, he's, he's well known in Dubai for being the travel man. And you can meet with him. Uh, you know, and it's six people experience, you would know everything about truffles, you would test fresh truffles. And this guy is only meeting every day all the chefs in Dubai from the Burj Khalifa to, you know, all the top luxury brands in Dubai. Uh, he has more than 70,000 followers on Instagram. And, mm. you know, if you, if you would like, he's a star in his field. He's a specialist of truffle. And even around the world, I would qualify him as top 20, you know, people influencing the truffle market in the world because from here is delivering around the world so and you have a chance to spend you know 90 minutes with him to mm. know everything about truffles to be in alcos in his workshop test the products ask all your questions and live that unique moment and you know that would be very different from getting back home watching tv or being behind your laptop and responding to emails this would be very inspiring yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of truffles. We've had um, the admin on FTNX just say that. <laughs> so I'm a big fan. So I'm going to, um, yeah, I'm going to speak to you after the chat. I'm going to meet this guy. It sounds really cool. But yeah, it sounds great. Amazing. I suppose if anyone as well, like if anyone's stuck at home right now or they're thinking, I want to do this or I've got this to offer, it's a great platform just to get on and just, you know, just put out experiences and value for people because, you know, relationships go, I mean, it's, everything's done through relationships, isn't it? Everything's done through communication and who you know. So, you know, that there's, there's, it sounds like it's going to be an amazing, amazing idea, mate, and I wish you all the best to it. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. Um, thank you. I'd like, to go to some, I'd like to go to some questions because you've had some really cool questions come up while we've been chatting. So I'm just going to have a quick skim through. Uh, so we've had someone here say, which country was it that you got initially interested in the culture and people from around the world? So I know I did ask you what was your favorite country, but what, what, what actually sparked it for you? What was the country that did that? I can, you know, it's always popping up in my mind. Uh, I was in Vietnam in a cooking class, went to the local market, went to the garden and spent some time with the chef. Uh, and there were some Australians with us. Um, and I'm not really, I don't really know why, but at the end of the cooking class, the chef asked me, it looks like you're really enjoying, you know, the food, asking a lot of questions and, would you like to join a, a Vietnamese wedding this evening? And I said, oh my God, I mean, let's go, let's do it. And I remember that evening, 99.9% .9 of Vietnamese people, and you know, just uh, basically me and my wife attending that wedding. That was an amazing experience. And this is why you know, I believe in into the magic of meeting people because you can see a world which does not exist. Every day you wake up, every day you see things, but you only partially see things versus your DNA, the way you've been raised, your education, what you think about. But when you start crossing the barrier and you go to the next level, you got a land of new opportunities opening. And, and I think at that moment in Vietnam, that was really, really cool. You know, being invited to 
a wedding when you don't know the people it's very personal and that was an amazing experience that's amazing wow i mean yeah i mean i've heard a lot of people say that about different countries like i mean i'd always love to go to an indian wedding i've, I've got um indian friends and i've had them in my life for years but i've never actually been there but i've heard they're like an extreme thing i mean weddings are a great um great way to get a sense of the culture and the traditions of a place but so what was what was very different about that wedding then what did you experience in that particular that experience it was quite funny in fact uh, you know the only the the men can really you know have a drink and chat with the people the ladies have to wait so it was quite a very surprising and and it was flash because it lasted 90 minutes and wow. in fact the way the wedding was really about raising the farm so people could be uh, starting to build a house because they, are, they were still living with the parents so if wow. you like the wedding which is a, a party in europe and trying to celebrate was also you know definitely there in vietnam but it was also a part of raising money to start you know building up a house it's like an investment opportunity that's cool very interesting <laughs> yeah very you cool. could say so Awesome. Um, so one of the questions we've got here is, uh, what are some common mistakes people make when exploring a new country or meeting people from different cultures? I mean, if I take my own personal case that you may sometime, you know, go with what is in front of you and you start learning some of the things which are good, some of the things which are bad. And when it is time to live, you know what to do. So, and it's part of my frustration. And this is why with Octus, what you try to do is you get it right from day one. Because you can, when you have an experience, and let's say you meet with Treffelman, for example. when Let's say you're a traveler. You're coming out from Copenhagen, from Denmark, and you have that experience with Massimo. Great, you're going to have truffles. But at the same time, you're going to ask him, hey, what are the top two, three restaurants? I like this and this and this. What are the top two, three restaurants in Dubai I should go to? And you have somebody who is in a, an insider in that industry. And he knows you know, all the chefs in Dubai. So, of course, he would recommend you the right places to go to. So, I would say the common mistake we make is that we don't have enough reliability on the decisions we make when we go to a new place. But if you can rely on people, and this is what you know, Octus is trying to do, then most probably you will have a great experience. You will connect with somebody, but you will also have a lot of tips on what to do next. Hmm. True. Very true. Got an interesting one here. We kind of touched base on it already, but let's pull it up again. Uh, what's the biggest challenge you faced having to change up and start your business during the COVID crisis? I mean, you said there's no right, right or wrong time, but what I guess has been a particular challenge for you? Just re recircling back to that. Now I would say keeping the ball in the air. You've got so much to manage, so much to do. Um, you know, we had a third child during COVID. Uh, two kids not going to school, all online, mm. launching a business. My wife is also an entrepreneur. She's, uh, you know, leading uh, an online media uh, for French mm -hmm. speakers. And, you know, all together, I think the main challenge has been, you know, try to keep the ball in the air. And, and what you learn is to try to go straight to the point and move forward. You don't have time for diffraction. You can't go left and right. You need to move forward and make some calls. But it has been really, really tough. But we learned yeah, a lot from this. Mm, no, it's true. But it's, it's going to make you stronger, isn't it? Because if you're, if you're effectively doing business one hand behind your back and you're doing okay, when you've got those two hands available, when things open up a bit more, it's going to be easier. So, yeah, it's true. Um, got an interesting one from Chassis here. Uh, Chassis, what do you think is essential when setting up a company that specifically deals with services in a different country? So you're mentioning you're setting up this company um, and it's going to kind of 
you know bring other cultures and experiences from other entities as well is that is that going to be quite difficult for you i guess this is targeted more at you as a as a business owner here so what advice can you share there uh, i would say that the service industry is far much easier than the product industry you don't own stocks you don't own properties um, you know you don't have that challenges about financing and requiring a lot of cash to hold all of this and you can start small and from scratch with services so I believe services is a fantastic industry to be in. It's still two-thirds of the worldwide GDP, big picture. Uh, it's not that digitalized as products are. We all know Amazon and doing really great. And that from the product side. But from the service side, it's still a very fragmented market. And if you're willing to look at this market as an entrepreneur, uh, from a financial perspective, it is far much lighter and easier versus products. Would you say it's arguably though harder to systemize because obviously human nature at its best can be very unpredictable on something like products, you don't have that issue. I mean, we're a service-based industry and uh, there's some times where you think, oh God, the grass is always greener. I wonder if it would be like, if we had a product, it'd be much easier. But then again, like you said, you don't have those kind of expenses and for that to work, you really need the assets behind it, which takes time to develop and money. So I guess it's, so, uh, yeah. You know, from, from that perspective, you may, you know, require a lot of time to discuss services, but you know, as a big picture, you could say that if you go as customized services, of course, you're going to start entering a niche market, and maybe your you know price prices are going to be higher versus what the marketplace is proposing. But this is customized. Then, if you go for volume, it's going to be systemized, and you're going to have a value proposition which is interesting the marketplace. So I think there is you know, room for everyone. And if you face a market where the customer is always asking you a change versus your value proposition, you may think that you want to go to the niche market or you may think that you need to revisit your value proposition because you can be streamlined and always going right and left uh, because it's a time-consuming exercise. And time-consuming means more expensive. So think about this. If you can't streamline and go for the volume, you may be in a niche market, and that's perfectly fine. As long as you know you're on your own, uh, competition is lower. Or you just put amazing value, like you say, get your value position right. Um, right, so we've got one more here. Have you facilitated collaborations with people of different cultures, and has the culture difference ever provided its own set of problems? I mean, I guess you would have that anywhere, but yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic question. Um, look, when you live in Dubai, uh, more than 170 countries, you just grab a flight and you get 20, 25 nationalities. Uh, from here, you can you know, travel to Africa, India, Russia, Turkey, you name them. It's unbelievable. What you realize is the way you, know, you look at the world is not the proper way. Because next to me, I have another 159 other nationalities looking at the world differently. So what I find exciting when you start putting these people together, you've got two options. Uh, if you have a leader who is not able to listen and bond, the team is going to be a crash, master crash. But if you can you know, have people experiencing themselves into that group and having a leader pushing it, oh my God, the, become a, the, the magic you know, happens because you're going to see things you've never been thinking about before. And, and imagine the number of people and the number of cultures in Dubai. Mm. Collaborations are so important at the minute. 
I think I think you know like yeah. you, like you said earlier like you're much stronger together as a group and like having something simple like an accountability group um even you collaborating with someone that you know and trust that could be a client or a supplier I mean it's the opportunity I mean for example the FTNX Academy here is a it's a collaboration between myself and another Sebastian um who has a warrior warrior academy um so it's a play on the two words and um you know he does martial art training for children um character development and uh something very different to what we do which is content you know and, and utilizing the two skill sets and his using his community building experience but our content experience yeah we've managed to call you this so it's a yeah it's amazing how i mean you never know i think relationships if you're if you're strong with your relationships and you've got some really trustworthy people and some good friends or good clients out there it's certainly worth a conversation isn't it especially in dubai you know and again if you are willing to be an entrepreneur or if you're really already an entrepreneur you know, try to meet as many cultures and as many people as you can because the, the the thinking and the way to look at it is different from one person to another. And if you can capture that different thinking and different vision, you make your service, your value proposition, your past to the future even, you know, richer. So true. Sebastian, um, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been amazing. We've got some great value there. Just to sum up, um, you know, really really dive into the feedback of your idea as a business if you're starting one um not to shy away from any nothing's a failure as you said quoting nelson mandela you either success or learn um you know having passion experience is incredibly important leaning on accountability um there is a never a right or wrong time to start a business it's just the time when you think it's right and you just do it um yeah amazing thank you so much sebastian for your time um i look forward to hopefully having you back on uh very soon and, and i wish you all the best of rock too so i hope i hope you enjoyed it and thank you once again so guys if you have any further questions for sebastian please tag him he's going to be in the group and he'll be able to answer any further questions as well but uh, before you go mate what what's the best way for people to get in touch with you how can they keep connected with what you're doing and your journey here uh they can connect with us on uh, octus.com uh, all the details are there and also on Instagram at Octus Experiences, uh, you know, we are very digital and, and connecting with people quickly. So that's the best way to connect with us. And also I will be, you know, into the uh, group. So people will be easily uh, able to reach me. And if I have, you know, one last thing to say is um, it's not about don't listen to people around you. You still need to listen to them, but don't let them stop you know, what you're trying to achieve. Because everybody has an Everest to climb. What is your Everest? And, and nobody will understand it. Because you can't understand people. You can help them to reach some goals and, and try it. Uh, take some conservative risk if you're not you know, a risky person. But try something. Don't, don't think about you know, 30 years down the road, I had that thing in my mind and I did not do it. Uh, believe me, that feeling is not the right one to have. Go and try it. Wise words. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, everyone. Take care. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to be the first to get access to our live interviews, then head over to f10x.com to apply to be a part of our online community.